Welcome to the Hobby Table. I'm your host, Blake, here with Obi. What are you doing, dude? Obi, st stop. Dude, do not lose Skywalker. Put put the lightsaber away. We're Oberon, we have an episode to record, dude. What? Oh, we're, we're, oh, hey. we're recording, what? dude. Put, what? put your laser to go away. We have to record it... to do, man. Fuck. Was that today? Yes. Shit. Oh, my lord. Gee. Got my days all mixed up. Glad it was only you playing around with your fucking lightsaber. We saw nothing more vulgar. Right. Oh, man. These new release days is messing me up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's true. Uh, anyone that doesn't know, we're releasing on a Wednesday now. <laughs> exactly. So. Oh, anyway, uh, here with my host, Oblerone, the Force-sensitive, apparently. This is not the Obi you're looking for. <laughs> I love it. I love it. How are you, man? Yeah, dude. Um, I'm happy to be here. It's It's been a long time since we chatted, and uh, we have, well, we have to... We had to get yeah. it going. Between episodes, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, sometimes life gets in the way and we don't end up talking that much as we would like. Yeah. Well, time zones are a thing too, obviously. Yeah. I feel like sometimes you're just getting in for the day as I'm leaving for the night. With you guys. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like, hi, Amy, bye, Amy. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Um, but yeah, today... You know, just a little story time. I was talking to my little brother, right? Shano, Nip Nectar. Um, and he was saying that he was trying to learn a Trivium song on his guitar. And he was getting super frustrated because, like, he's playing the notes correctly, but he doesn't sound like Trivium. And, you know, his logic was, you know, he, he needed a better guitar to take it to the next level and sound a bit more like that way. And that's not necessarily true. So I thought today you and I should talk about how to take your guitar tone to the next level and sort of shoot for what your sound is. Yeah, how to get the sound you are looking for. Yeah, because there's a lot of misconceptions out there on mm. what matters and what doesn't matter as far as, uh, like, tone and things like that, you know? So... This is definitely one for the music, guys. I'm uh, sorry about our Warhammer painted guys. You just have to accept that not every episode is Warhammer. Yeah, exactly. We are also musicians, and we build Gundams, and... Well, obviously right. lightsabers, uh, so there's a lot of yeah. things going on with us, Gee. so... Not just, not just Warhammer, and this is... This is going to be right. a long episode that we've... We've been putting it on a little bit because you know it's it's a pretty big subject too. Well, it's one of those ones that we've sort of we've had on the back burner for a while, and we've been sort of piling stuff onto for a bit. Yeah. Because um, like we know not everyone's musicians, but when we do do an episode for the musos, we like it to be a good chunk of content, you know. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, sweet. Um. So what have you been up to, Obi? What What have you been doing in Hobbyland, brother? My lord. I actually finished those Mark VI Marines I was talking about last time. Oh. Finally. Um, Finally. Yes. I also painted up a miniature for my girlfriend's birthday. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh. That's, that was really cool looking. I'm excited for it to, to give it to her. And 
I also finished a one of the five commission pieces for Mitsun, so hello, tichu. Oh, Shitsun. Nah. <laughs> oh, my. That, well, that was you that said that. That wasn't me. Well, uh, look, he did send you resin models. I think it was worth <laughs> it. We love, you, think... we love you, Mitsun, but you are forever a heretic for that. I think half of our episodes are me complaining about Mitsun's goddamn resin model. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Oh my lord. We, have, we haven't just bixed through it in a while, though, so just waiting for that yeah. lawsuit to blow over. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, man. Yeah, well, so, yeah. What I've been doing right now is I've started painting my Redemptor, and uh, I royally screwed up with putting up the whole first color already so yeah i did see that that's unfortunate yeah. okay um, so i'll explain what happened is i'm painting the metallics right now so uh, the dreadnought is basically metallic all over besides the panels which are in the main focus of the whole miniature so i'm painting in the metallics getting all under all the panels and of course you know accidents happen so I... That's how we got here. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> My mom listens to this. <laughs> actually, to be fair, I actually was an accident, so I assume you weren't either. Sorry, mom, um, We would never assume such a thing of you. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I managed to spill a little on a panel. But this one was a little too big for my liking. Like, the other ones I could probably mask up by edge highlighting but this one was too big so you know if you're quick you can just dab your brush off uh, rinse it off in water clean off the like just rub where you painted and and usually it comes off but in this case since i airbrushed the primer and the base colors on with nice gradients it was so thin that it rubbed off completely straight away. And I even used a clear coat on this thing and it still rubbed off and I'm super mad about it. Yeah, so, so that's that's rough. I saw that yeah. and I was like, bro, I weep for you. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was not a good time. And uh, I actually haven't put any paint on it since <laughs> It's so, hard, yeah. man. It's discouraging when that sort of stuff happens. Yeah, it's really discouraging, and like I'm, I'm just trying to get back into the hang of painting every day again. And it's like, nah, well, pr- pretty soon, Obi, you'll have me painting with you at least once a week again. Hell yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Well, maybe not once a week, but as often as I can, you know. Yeah. When I'm painting, it'll probably be with you. Sick. Which means that for our people in the Discord, that. We will probably have hobby nights coming up. If yeah, you're interested sure. in that. Um, yeah, for sure. Hit us up yeah. if you're interested, because we are very keen to do more hobby nights. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. back to you. What have you been up to? Man, um, not a lot of hobby, but just a lot of stuff to sort of get it going. Like, uh, I moved all my computer gear and all my guitars and that. It's sort of consolidated it all in one room. I'm just making like a little Blake zone to hang out in. Mm. Um, so there will be a hobby desk there. Um, I'll get to paint a bit more and all that there. Uh, other than that, I'm playing a bit of guitar here and there. 
uh, dealing with the car. I fucking broke a uh, a sway bar and link, and I had to have the car at the shop the other day. So that's always fun <laughs> when that sort of stuff happens. Yeah, but you did yeah. get some good news with it that it's actually in a pretty good shape. Yeah. So yeah, so the mechanic reckons that it's in pretty good nick. So. Which is always nice when the mechanic says your car is actually a really good example of a car. They're like, ah, oh, mm. good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better than your car's a lemon. Sell it, you know? So. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. What else? Oh, I've been dealing with, um, you know, one of my fish, he has, he's developed what's called hole in the head disease, which is pretty rough. Um, it's basically, it's a, it's a parasite that is normally, if they have it, it's normally kept at bay by their immune system, but if mm-hmm. they cop a, if they cop a lot of stress, um, it can, it can, you know, affect them. And once mm-hmm. it gets them, like their face just starts like fucking eroding pretty much. Um, so what ended up happening was my two Oscars, they used to fight a bunch mm-hmm. and the long fin one got the shit beat out of him and like, he was okay. And then the one that was beating him up jumped out of the tank the other week and fucking died, like I said, which sucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now after that, the longfin one started getting a hole in the fucking head, dude. So he's got, <laughs> like, craters forming in his skull. I don't know what's going on, but, you know, like, I checked my water parameters and they weren't too bad. Like, it was, I, I've definitely had Oscars in worse, let's just say that. Mm, yeah. Um, because they're pretty hardy fish, but yeah, dude, that's fucking hole in the head so I went to the, uh, went to the local fish store and got some stuff and hopefully that helps I'm doing water changes like 70% of the tank every three days Ooh, so it's a lot yeah. it's a lot of water but hopefully I uh, fix him and he'll just have a few little craters in his head instead of losing half his face and dying <laughs> yeah yeah that would be rough <laughs> tough times man this is, this is what I say to people you know like fish are great but just understand that fish dying is part of the hobby too it does happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, it's tough, I, but it does happen. So. I, de- I definitely flushed a fair few goldfish in my life. Oh, that's the problem with Oscars, bro. They're too big to get out of the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had this motherfucker out of the tank the other day, man. He's nearly the size of a Subway sandwich. Oh, my like, lord. He's like this, man. He's not <laughs> quite, but, like, he, he's very large, you know. So um, we're referring to, uh, like, sandwich sizes now? Are we turning American or what? <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, I'll have you know, our, our audience is predominantly American, so I thought of, you know... Actually, Australian. Well, it, it was American last time I looked. The Aussies made a comeback? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Australian. <laughs> uh, but yeah, nah, so that's that's about it. Doing stuff and things. The stuff girlfriend's moving things. in soon, so everything's moving around quite rapidly. Ah, nice. Yes. Yeah, it is the US indeed. Yeah. Probably our tac- Tacticus fan club. Ah. Love it. Man. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad we have a Tacticus fan club because I'm terrible at the game. Anyway. Ah. <laughs> uh, cool, man. So, I think a good place to start. It's fast to go over the things that can affect your tone on your yeah. guitar. Now, when, when you and I say tone, we generally mean your distortion, like your, your heavy tone. Because, like, mm. I, I'm i a metal player, you're a metal player. 
Tone can mean any sound your guitar makes, really, but we, in this case, are specifically referring to a certain tone, like saying yeah, yeah. Dimebag sound or, or Conan yeah. sound, like yeah. getting to a certain place, because they're very distinct within the sound space. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, they're very unique in their ways as well, and, like, the clean tone in itself won't really be as impactful either like sure you can have a little twangery tone or a little cleaner or a little brighter but in the end if you slap a distortion over it be it your amp distortion or your pedal distortion it will change the sound of your your whole tone we're talking about tremendously yeah and look there is a tremendous amount of variation in clean but as with everything, if me and Obi don't know enough about it, talk about it, we don't. We like mm. to speak out of our asses. And I'm not a country musician. I don't mm. know how acoustic guitars work. I don't have a grandpa guitar. Um, so I'll talk <laughs> about what we do know about, which is metal. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> for, for Blake, it will be more the heavier metal. For me, it will be more a doom sound. Uh, heavy yeah, face music. Well, my stuff goes more towards like... Uh, more death metal tones and stuff like that. Like yeah, death metal, yeah. uh, groove metal sort of thing. Yeah. So, it's, uh, but, you know, bands like Trivium, Pantera, um, mm. stuff yeah. like that, that's more towards where my tone is. It's very aggressive and hard-hitting. Yeah, a little bit brighter. A lot, a lot brighter, but it's got more of a glassy sound to it than yours does, for instance. Yeah, yours for- is more of a... More, more of a bass sound with very much yep. accentuated on the low mid tier. Yeah, so mine's tone. designed to have a strong basis in support with it. Like, yeah. it, you know, it, it's the high to mids with a bit of low. Yours is much lower. Generally. Yeah, but what what yeah. will usually happen in doom bands is that you'll have two guitarists, for example, or just one guitarist and a bassist who are nearly running in the same. Yeah, range almost yeah. so yeah which is you know it's a thing it's a thing yeah music uh, is very cool so and depends what you're playing cool. <laughs> exactly exactly yeah exactly. so what so, what can go and affect your tone then well rapid fire we'll do this uh, one by one the first thing is your guitar the pickups in the guitar yeah uh, your amplifier exactly uh, your amplifier usually goes into a speaker cabinet or, you know, speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, your tuning? Uh, what I would so say... The, the tuning of your yeah. guitar will affect its the way it sounds. Exactly. The, like, if, what, you're trying to cha- if you're trying to chase a trivium tone, but you're playing mm-hmm. an E standard, and the yeah, song's in C sharp... You're just not going to yeah. sound right. And yeah, exactly. that sounds simple, but a lot of people don't know it when they start. So, yeah, yeah. well, it, it's it's kind of to do with this frequency ranges of like if you fret a note on the the string, the the string changes length, and if you need that note, but at the zero fret or the, the like an open string, it's going to sound weird if you're fretting that one like halfway across yeah. the board. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, so tuning, then we have, of course, in front of the amplifier or in the effects loop, you have a bunch of pedals you can use as well. 
Yep. And the final one is the person playing it. Uh, yeah. So much more of the tone is in the fingers of the player than people realize. Yeah. You know? Like, I, like, I could play one of your guitars and I could still make a sound like me playing. Yep. I guarantee you if I played one of your guitars, it would still sound like death metal. Or yeah. Pantera. It would sound Pantera, even though it's a drop A or whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so. Exactly. Cool. So this is like a good good gathering of little little bullet points that we can get into to discuss a little bit more what we can actually uh, change and what will affect your overall tone uh, of your guitar sound. So I'd say this start is uh, the guitar actually complete construction. Uh, yeah. The, it, it plays a minor part in the whole picture of tone. If uh, I would say like somewhere around five, ten percent, maybe. Despite what people tell you about tone woods, um, yeah. and all that garbage, the guitar you play is about the feel. Play what feels comfortable to you and nice for your hands. That is yeah. more important than the sound it's gonna make, and we'll get into why. Yeah. Um, your guitar is built up in a couple of different things. So you have, you know, the actual wood construction of the guitar. You have your strings and you have these sort of magnets which will pick up the sound, which is where the name is coming from. Pick up guitar yeah, pickup. They call so pickups, it, exactly. It pickups the it pickups the sound of your strings basically. In in the metal genre, we're usually going to use humbucker pickups. They will look yeah. like two bars or like a big bigger cover. Uh, if like a EMG's. rectangle black cover, usually. Yeah, yeah. EMGs yeah. usually have that big black cover or the new uh, what's oh, Fishman Fluids pickups are like yeah. really big bar as well. Uh, and these will make it easier to do like. Uh, it will get a little bit better distortion sound out of it, and it will give you better pinch harmonics. Yeah. Um, so, so I guess the way I've always thought of it is if you think of a distorted guitar tone through a single coil pickup, think mm-hmm. of it as, like, peaks and crests, or like peaks and valleys, right? Because it's yeah. one pickup doing that. But when you add a second, the second pickup, the humbucker, it's like double mm-hmm. that. So it's yeah. just it's just better. It's got more depth. It's it's just the way to go. Some people yeah. play on single coils, like uh, I think Eve Malmsteen and things like that, but mm. they're not really on the forefront of modern metal tone. Let's just say, you know. <laughs> no, and they're they're more of that brighter guitar sound, more leads yeah. playing, um, uh, and less gain, less high gain, basically. Exactly. They they rely more on the amp overdrive, just like quite clean just on the edge to overdrive yeah. basically where they will push yeah. a little bit with pedals but um, once again that comes down to you experimenting and figuring out what you want to do you want to exactly. shoot for that then go exactly but, like uh, humbuckers for example also have um, the option to coil split uh, which means that you'll just be using the the one coil of the pickup it's it doesn't really sound like a single pickup will 
in if per se, but the option is usually there to do it. With, with yeah. some guitars, yeah. Like I know solo yeah. guitars offer coil splitting and stuff like that. Depends yeah, what got. exactly. I I think my Skurvison has a, a special kind of modification as well that it will like use different coils of of i don't know how it works it's like a little special circuit in there as well. not not one of my guitars has that <laughs> not one not one has Bitcoin? a split thing not one because oh. most yeah, of my guitars, guitars man i think even the ormsby has it where you pull up like the tone knob oh crazy yeah. oh maybe cool. when solar releases that are uh, x-shaped guitar maybe then yeah, for real. <laughs> so ah. we're talking about the guitar uh, construction here. What? Well, what? Well, you want to take the next part? Yeah. So, so it... like I was saying earlier, everyone used to fucking wank on about tone woods. Like the guitar's made out of bass wood. It's not going to sound as good as my solid unicorn horn mahogany wank vest machine. <laughs> There's no way your guitar can sound good. And man, look. Recent guitar experiments that have blown up pretty big on the internet have shown that that's actually a load of shit. Yeah. Um, there was this guy, he had a... He had a set of, like, pickups and things like that, one of those DIY build guitars. Mm. I don't know if you saw this over but basically he was playing it, um, and he'd cut off more and more bits of the wood as yeah. he went. And there is no audible difference between yeah. having a full guitar... To what he eventually did, which was have the bits mounted on a bench with the strings mm. stretched across a gap. Yeah. There was no audible tone difference in like the you know the actual sound. So yeah. to me, that dispels oh the wood density. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe if you mm. have an acoustic mm. or a hollow body, yes, yes, yes. Definitely but there. in a mm. solid body electric guitar. Playing through like humbucker pickups, that there is no discernible difference that we can tell. Exactly. So, yeah. So that's however, a big one. Yeah. So, however, there, I think the differences in tone woods is more in the way they feel to you, in the way <laughs> they vibrate. In, like the usually when I play, it's the guitar is hanging like somewhere on my belly area. I'm, I. Put my guitars quite high, so it's like the top belly rib cage area, and yeah. usually I'm fat, it... so mine's at the same place. <laughs> so what it does is my different guitars, they will vibrate uh, at different frequencies, and the vibrations will feel different in in the way they transfer to you. So the feeling you get from playing a guitar with a different construction, with different woods, will feel more personal, but it yeah. won't translate out towards your tone sound. So, so that's what we were saying about, it's about comfortability and preference versus sound, right? Yeah. So like, I really like my Dimebag guitars. They're a solid mahogany construction. They have a really nice gloss finish neck, which I like, a lot of people hate. Yeah. Um, but to me, yeah, they got nice binding. It all feels premium to me. And I like that. Mm. That's yeah. my thing. It suits me. Um, mm. You know, and I go for similar style guitars. Uh, but if you give me, say, a Fender Stratocaster with no neck binding, I feel like my hands are going to get chopped up and it's all, <laughs> you know, it doesn't feel right. So 
it's just one of those things. That is personal, but as far as sound, there's yeah. very little discernible difference. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, I'll let you get the next part, Obi. Actually, no, uh, you just did that one. But, so, what does make the difference, rather than your tone woods, is your pickups and your mm-hmm. wiring quality of said pickups. Yeah. So, the wiring quality won't change your tone, but if you have poor wiring quality, you'll get a lot of uh, interference and feedback into your signal. So yeah. it's in your best interest to buy a guitar that doesn't have shitty electronics because mm. you're just going to be fighting the squeal all the time. Yeah. And that's not nice. Yeah. We've all been there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the real one is just having good branded pickups. Um, or not even brand, but just finding pickups that work for you. Mm. Um, most of my dime bag guitars, they're fitted out with uh, with... Seymour Duncan Dimebuckers and a Dean DMT mm. Bridge, but I also have EMGs in yeah. my Wild Audio, which I love. Um, yeah. You know, and, one and there's also really difference. Is my Ibanez Seven String? Mm. They are very cheap pickups, and they have no bite to them, yeah. like none. So yeah, the, you mentioned EMGs and Seymour Duncan's player that way. There's also a difference between those that they're active and passive pickups. What are yep. active pickups is that they're battery powered and usually they will sound a, a lot brighter as well and more shrill, what I feel. Whereas passive pickups will be more warmer tones. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, cleans on my MGs don't generally sound very nice. Yeah. Um, because they lack the warmth, they're a bit more twangy, but. If you're doing, like, you know, E-string attack sort of stuff and very heavy rhythmic stuff, they mm. are very bright for that, and the sound space is very distinguished. They mm. sound very good. Uh, same as, like, pinch harmonics are very bright on them. So yeah. if you're playing stuff like, you know, like early Trivium or Black Label Society, EMGs yeah. are perfect for that sort of stuff. But if you're playing more, I guess, deeper and sludgier shit and more aggressive mm. in that way... Uh, the passive pickups are great. Like, the Dimebuckers are very high a- high output mm. passive, so it's warm, but it's got a lot of crunch to it, so really good yeah. pickup for that. I do recommend yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I, I got a, I've had my fair experience with pickups as well, and the only AMG set I really liked was the 5766 set. Those ah. because they sounded a lot like passive pickups to me, at least. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I'm running eighty. Was it eighty one eighty five? Something just a classic. Yeah, like wild the Star classic. Wars. Exactly. But you know, I paid seven hundred dollars for the guitar, and it sounds good for what it is. So yeah, for two and a yeah. half grand guitar, I wasn't going to complain about the EMGs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, and, and, and you can change pickups in the end too. It so, is one of those things, too, where these days nearly everyone records on um, Fishman Fluences. Yeah. Like, anyone that uses Active. So, I actually enjoy the more early 2000s sound of the EMGs over that. Mm. Because it doesn't sound genty, it just sounds heavy. And I enjoy that, yeah. so. Yeah, very much. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm personal, personal preference for me is also passive pickups, just because of the... Yeah. Usually I can get more into the low end of the tier, which is, you know, doom sounds. Yeah. You want low, low mids. Uh, Honestly, they, man, it depends on the day for me. Like, if I'm playing some Black Sabbath, I'm playing mm-hmm. on passives. 
if yeah. I'm playing, you know, really heavy death metal shit, um, or like uh, Children of Bodom sort of shit, I'm mm. playing on the EMGs. It yeah. just depends on the day. Exactly. You quickly mentioned there uh, good electronics. If you ever had the issue of picking up radio sounds while you're playing through your amplifier, that's usually caused by terrible grounding and uh, grounding inside your electronics cavity. So what usually you'll do is you'll have a conductive paint covering in the insides of the electronics cavity just to ground out the... the to make a, basically. It's to make a small Faraday cage around your electronics, basically. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. And if they've done a poor job of that, you will get interference. That being <laughs> said... Bevan used to live at this place really close to a radio tower, and it didn't matter what you did. <laughs> yeah. It would come through. And it was yeah. always a religious radio station. It was very funny. You've been playing metal and then telling us about Jeebus, you know? <laughs> and I'm just like, what's going on here? Uh, the but issue that, that I had a lot in Sweden is that houses have terrible wiring. So that means that they don't have a ground wire in the sockets, which means that my amplifiers aren't grounded, which will lead most of the noise actually out of your signal. But since there's terrible wiring in in most of the houses in Sweden, it's, it's it's, it's been a constant struggle, like figuring out where to put my, my amplifiers and yeah trying to get the cleanest sound as possible because you know once you here put show, up the distortion we have, <laughs> we have the top two and then the bottom one's a ground wire i believe yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so that's fine it, it it's the same but what what it usually is is that it's like 30 40 year old wiring and elect- electrics in in the houses which means that's pre-ground prong so right if if you if you want to push that little bit more cleaner sound, find yourself a good uh, socket that's grounded. Uh, you, you heard it here first, folks. So if you want your guitars to sound good, sprinkle some dirt on the amp. Grounding. <laughs> no, not that way, but sure. <laughs> All right, so the last thing on our guitars is the strings, obviously. If you have strings that are <coughs> three years old <coughs> and haven't changed them, you will have very... very <coughs> I told you to change them. <laughs> you have, you'll have very dull sounding sound as well. So if you change up the new strings, you'll have a brighter sound again, which will usually yeah. be the standard of your tone. Give it a little week before they actually settle to the place where they're supposed to be, and then it will they'll be good to go. For the record, Obi, I can actually beat you on string age. My Dime O-Flame mm. has a set of DR Long Lifes on it that I've had on this since I was 21. Jesus. <laughs> Ten-year-old strings, they still sound... They sound dead as fuck, but yeah. they're alive, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so if you're a Warhammer nerd, old strings are really cool things to add to your bitbox. Yes. Yes. Um, you can use them for pinning bits of your um, arms and stuff, which I've done before. <laughs> yes. I've used them for pin... Um, I use cork for bits of elevation on my bass. So if I have a guy standing on one foot, I'll actually run a guitar string on a bent <laughs> angle 
through the cork <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah. drill a hole in his foot and glue it in. So he's sort Fuck of like, yeah. you know, defying gravity. So guitar strings are fucking awesome. You can use them as barbed wire too. Yeah, it's perfect. Sick. Yeah. So that was guitars. Why, why don't we hop over to the next section? You want to take that? Ah, you must be talking about amplifiers. Ooh, um, me up, baby. Oh, um, so look, amps will be the thing that mostly shapes your tone. Pickups are great, but if you're playing through a fucking, you know, a little $2 thing off fucking eBay, it's going to sound like garbage. And it's not a gatekeeping thing, it's just a thing that's going to happen. You know, mm. there's no way around it. So, there are plenty of good amps out there that'll help you achieve some chuggy goodness. Um, I personally play PV and Randall most of the time. Um, mm. Like, I have a PV Valve King 50 watt head with a quad cab that goes with it. I also have a Randall Solid State 100 watt. Mm. Um, I prefer the sound of the valve because it's a bit more glassy and a bit mm. more my style. But, you know, um, Obi from memory plays orange amps. <laughs> Pretty much all of it is orange. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, because I, I just love that glassy crunch with mine. So, and you know, Dimebag was a Randall player, so that was sort of where I started. And then I realized that Randall's not quite what it was back in the 90s. Um, yeah. It sort of died in the arse. So I started going to PV because they had the 6505 um, and then the 5150 branched off from there as well. Um, yeah. when Van Halen bought it, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You can also get um, Bugera does a copy of the sixty five oh five. So yeah. Anyway, um, as we we're saying though, getting off track. You were talking earlier valve amps, and the other style is mm. transistor amps. Uh, yeah, or or what you'd hear called solid state, right? Solid state, yeah. Solid state exactly. is what you probably hear them said as yeah they're built up with transistors basically which will amplify yeah. the sound um, yeah. so obi's yeah. an electromancer so he'll say transistor but <laughs> most people will say solid state correct yeah. <laughs> now the big difference between these two are um the solid state will be more of a digital kind of sound i would f- i would say um, more fizzy as well i find generally mm-hmm. Exactly. While as the valve amps will bring you a lot more uh, warmth to the sound, and it usually will bring a lot more punch than a than a like yeah. a hundred watt solid state amp won't get the same volume levels as a hundred watt valve amp. Is yeah. what I feel. They they will feel like they put out like at least double that. Yeah, my fifty watt uh, valve amp through the quad cab, actually rattles windows, like, easily. Yeah. I don't play it over half without damage and hearing. So. Yeah, yeah. I play it over half, over half. I play that max, and everything's just shaking. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's why you could hear me before when you were playing with your lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, I have I have damaged hearing. It's my, it's also an issue. <laughs> <Don't call. laughs> so... What what the recent latest years have brought up for, especially for modern metals, uh, is a new amp which is like a modeler, like the XFX and the Kemper, which will emulate amplifiers. So I think the XFX works as it has a sound clip that 
of an amplifier. So and then you can turn the knobs on the the axe effects, and it will sort of get you the same curves as the amplifier you're you're trying to model. Yeah. But it will it you know it's not quite there. You need like it's a, basically a, a, digital shenanigans. Yeah. But it, I've I don't know. I think it's handy if you're a new player and you don't have tens of thousands of dollars to dump in the amps. Um, yeah, but these are expensive. Yeah. The axe effects are, is expensive. Yeah. But, the, but just amp modelers in general, you can get them for, nah, yeah. These days. Yeah, there's different. Yeah. There's different types too. Like like the new boss katana, for for example, is also one of those kinds, which yeah. does it pretty good. It's not all the way there yet, but it's pretty good. Um, the axe effects is one of the more expensive ones. You also have Kemper, for example. This yeah. one will copy the sound of the amplifier you're playing through it and then it will make a copy of that sound so you can't turn any knobs while you're doing it because then it, it, the profile won't be correct and it, it also won't have the same interaction when you're turning like the 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 equalizer on the camper then yeah it that won't being be the said, same I, th- I think your guitar um your actual pickups would have pretty much no effect on this because it's a digital no. override of your sound, basically. Exactly. So. Like it, it, it plugs in like into the end of the, the amplifier and then it goes like in the effects. I don't know how it works. It's shenanigans. Um, shenanigans? Shenanigans. But yeah, I, I think these different kind of amplifiers of what they do and how they work is, is it warrants itself to an episode in its own because different amplifiers are f- it's it's just a huge kettle of fish that i don't think we can put all the information you would want to know about amplifiers yeah. in in but this short section it also comes down to do you guys even want to hear about amplifiers for the entire episode if you do let us know we'll do it if yeah. you don't then uh we'll do it later <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm huge into talking amplifiers. I think it's probably the best, both are. the coolest thing ever. Let, let's uh, be real. We do this music episodes for ourselves. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah. Look, but for me, for my money, if you're after a dependable metal amp, you can't go wrong with a sixty-five oh five by yeah. PV or a fifty-one fifty. Uh, more so the sixty-five oh five though. It's a true classic, man. It's what most people um, tend to record through. Like some, People use these master JCMs and stuff like that, but for mm. me, the guitar tones have always gravitated towards after Dimebag, where generally 6505s with a Gibson or something like that. Like That's very standard. That's what Trivium used. Um, mm. And also, I can't remember the model name, but Bagheera did a 6505 clone. So if you yeah. can find one for cheap enough and you're on a budget, give mm. it a go. You might fucking love it. But yeah. if not, sixty five oh five, man, for sure. Yeah, um, PV is, yeah. is definitely a good a good choice to go there. That's what I would recommend. They're expensive, but you know, mm. it, I think that if you had that, you'd be like, yeah, this is this is the amp I need. Mm. And and yeah. they're not that expensive compared to other high end amps. Yeah. Um, what personally, 
like I've owned a plethora of amplifiers. I started with Marshall's uh, Solid State, moved on to a uh, Valved, which sounded amazing at the time. Uh, then I managed to pick up an Angle, a Blackmore signature, oh. which is oh. it's it's the baby brother to a Savage, which is a huge metal beast. Which is yeah, it's it's good. Um. I bought up a, a good cabinet and then I just started swapping out. I, like I changed genres of music completely and started gravitating towards orange now because more of a doom sound. Uh, and like the big thing about all these things, these are different amplifiers, is that they will do a thing very good. They're all very good for their specific genres, for example. Like Marshall will be good for punk and... And classic Mirok and and Ingvi Malmsteen stuff. Uh, Angles will be more death metal, death metal style. Uh, oranges will usually be used for doom metal. And that being and, said, I think that if you're handy with an EQ, I think that a lot a good amp will generally be pretty versatile. It just might necessarily yeah, yeah. not necessarily yeah. excel. So like. I know for a fact that I could get my fucking my Valve King doing mm. Doom Metal if I wanted. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, but that would be more of a adjust my tuning, adjust my pedal mm. rig, things like that, rather yeah. than swapping out my amp. But yeah. if you're starting from the ground up and you know you want to play Doom, just go with what they use. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which usually yeah. is with orange yeah. or what's the other one, the green one. I don't remember. Whatever. Doesn't but, matter. But, like, uh, Jim Root plays Orange from Slipknot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so does uh, Old Mate from fucking Mastodon. Uh, yeah. Brent Hines. So, yeah. like, you know, uh, if I could get, honestly, one amp head I really fucking want is the Randall Satan. Yes. Head. yes. I would love one. Yeah. So. Yeah. I might have to so, get you to find me one sometime since you live in Sweden, the land of Olmos. Yeah. <laughs> exactly so the biggest kind of thing that i've done is definitely move up to tube amplifiers for my personal sound which has led me to actually use two amp heads at the same time so the way i use this is that um, one amp will be a very heavy fuzzy sound and the other amp will be more of a high gain kind of sound and mash them together and you'll get like a really good chug so I would like one more amp actually to add to the pile to run three at the same time, but you know, yeah, nitpicking. <laughs> uh, I would love to see you add some death metal to that shit. <laughs> let's go, mate. Let's go. Let's start an internet death metal band. <laughs> For real. Um, any uh, kind but of. But our, our song subject would be all about spilling your null oil and stuff like that, like the death that occurs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, spilling ink or paint everywhere. <laughs> so, uh, uh. a little suggestion that I wanted to give. You gave the 6505, um, but the Orange Micro Dark is like a good hybrid valve amp. So it has like one valve, which will give you 15 watts, but the equalize, the EQ section will still be uh, of a solid state. So it's kind of a hybrid, and it's easy to dial in, and it, it's still pretty good. It has a effects loop as well, so you can change up your sound completely. 
Um, another good 15 watt amp would be the 50 watt 50 mini. A little bit more expensive, but you know, if you want that sound like more of a high gain sound, the 5150 will get you there. The mini yeah. will definitely too. I've heard the uh, PRS Tremonti amp is also a phenomenal, like, starter, like, more beginner-oriented uh, valve amp. Like, mm. full valve amp. Yeah. Yeah. So check that board boy out as well. For real. It, the it's still a bigger though. one, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and like, like we said, tubes, tube amps will get really loud. Like, my 50-watt oh. orange amp. It will move my pants away around when I'm standing in front of it. Like it's super yeah. loud. Honest to God, man. Like I, we're gonna sound like old people here, <laughs> but personally, I think if you want your tone to go from like, you know, practice amp to like this is my big boy amp, I think the valve amp is the fucking is the step up. Yeah, in my opinion. You yeah, can go yeah, digital yeah. if you want. I don't really know about that shit, but for me, like like Obi said, my tone tone really shaped into what it is now. When mm. I got a valve amp, exactly. So. Cool. So valve amps. We usually we're talking about amp heads, which is one part of the equation, but that means that you need a second part, uh, which is a speaker cabinet. So that's mm-hmm. the next part we're gonna talk about. Yeah, exactly. Um, a lot of speaker, like some amplifiers, come with an integrated speaker. That's called a combo amp. Mm-hmm. But um, generally, when you're buying more higher end and better stuff, you usually get a separate head and box. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then that's how my thing is. So, yeah. Um, and some combo amps actually have a slave output that goes straight into a cabinet mm. as well. Yeah. So yeah. Um, another good way of upgrading your amp cabinet. Um, or even just speakers and sl- is just to upgrade even the speakers inside it. So you might go on Facebook Marketplace, right? Mm. And you might say, "Go, oh look, a Behringer amp cabinet." You get it for three hundred bucks. It probably sounds a bit shit. Mm. You know what I mean, right? It's maybe it's a bit beat up, whatever. If those speakers in there don't do it for you, you can pretty easily, with basic electronics knowledge swap out those speakers for much better speakers. And you'll only pay a couple hundred bucks for a speaker or two. Mm. You don't really need two, you know? Um, Like, a 2x12 is still a big amp. So, like, that's still huge. So, like, if you can do that, like, maybe you got a good deal on on a pretty beat-up cabinet, and Mm. then you got a good deal on some other, you know, maybe the Celestian Greenbacks or, like, Hesu Demon speakers, like, whatever's going around, yeah, P30s. Like, fucking, maybe you do that, and that that helps you. You know, like, you can buy a cabinet that has good speakers in it, Mm. but if they're not good, or you you just want variety, Mm. buy different speakers and put them in. Yeah. Yeah. My personal suggestion is to buy, spend a little bit more money on the amplifier, like, the cabinet. If there's yeah. something you want to cheap out on, look at a cheaper amp head with valves, but don't skip on the the cabinet. Um, you said there is there is like one by twelve cabinets. They sound fine, but like for example, I bought my orange PPC two two by twelve. 
I think I've had that cabinet for the longest. Like all the rest of my gear has changed completely over the past 15 years. But that cabinet has stayed with me. So that's like something to say about how good it is. And that's just using normal stock V30s. If you want, you can swap out the speakers. But I don't feel like I need it because they do the job that I require them to do. And it's it's a solid cabinet. Because it's your sound. That's the yeah. thing. It's your yeah. sound. But, but that doesn't mean that this orange will do... It will be really good at different genres as well. Like a lot of people use still orange cabinets with different amp heads. Yeah. Because the the orange cabinet is bulletproof, like it can withstand a storm and it will survive. Your house could burn down and that cabinet will survive. It's they're built like it's fu- absolute. It's tanks. funny actually because um, I was running a Randall slant face cabinet with um mm. with my PV valve key, and it sounded pretty good, but the homage wasn't correct, mm. right? And I was like, ah, oh, whatever, not a big deal. Hopefully it doesn't blow shit up, whatever. Didn't worry about it too much. But then my buddy that I play guitar with, Marshall, mm. he plays through, he was playing through a Randall head, head and it had a PV Valve King cabinet. Mm. And we're like, hold on, let's just swap because we paid roughly the same for them. So I got mm. the matching cabinet to my amplifier and he yeah. got a matching cabinet to his amplifier <laughs> and everything just sounded way better instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause it just, it just worked better. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's yeah. kind of a big thing when pairing, uh, make sure that the homage is correct because that yeah. could fuck up either your speakers or your amp head. And those are expensive pieces to replace. So make sure that you check out your wiring and that they are the correct values. Honestly, so. just for, just do 20 minutes of research. You'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Like every time I'm I'm plugging my cabinets, I'm like, how do I wire this up again? Because I have four yeah. cabinets running into two amps. It's it's Which just ridiculous. A, it's it's scratching in the head a little bit, but it you you figure it out. Well, if you're you got your brain <laughs> on. So yeah, high suggestion. Good cabinet, like the orange or the angle or the Mesa Boogie two by twelve. If you want a 4x12, sure, whatever. But the 2x12 will do perfectly fine. Well, I have a 4x12. Yeah, I me too. To. <laughs> I, have the, I have the 4x12, but the 2x12, it, it's totally fine. It, it will do perfect yeah. without with just that one. Yeah, exactly. Like, honestly, a 2x12, you can play with a live drum kit in a garage, and you'll yeah. still be loud as loud as you need to be. I did. I, I absolutely yeah. did with yeah, the fifty watt amp. So yeah, so yeah. Actually, one one tip: um, never underestimate how much having a slant on your speaker adds to your sound. Like not necessarily your sound, but the way that you hear it. Mm. Right. So um, your bottom cabinets, some cabs will be straight faced, yeah. and when you play in front of them, they're blowing the sound right at your chest, yeah, or your stomach. But if you want. Like, if you want to actually hear it, like, if you're in a garage situation or whatever, mm. having a slant face, it angles the sound right at your ears, and mm. it sounds so much more audible, even though technically it's not going yeah. up any decibels. It's hitting your ears better, though. Yeah. It's worth noting. I had just my PV Valve King combo, and mm. we couldn't hear it properly um, with the drums. So what we did 
we put a fucking brick underneath the front of it and angled it up, and yeah. then everyone could hear it fine. Because it yeah. was blasting our knees, so no one could hear yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Fair enough. just a quick tip for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the next one, I would say, if we're done with that, Obi, are you good to move on? Yeah, I think just a little thing, like, uh, to add with slanted versus straight cabs is uh, your sound will change a little bit with that as well. Because yeah. with the slant, you're reducing the volume within the, the cabinet, which means that the low end will not be the same as, as with the straight yeah. cab. Yeah, per- personally, I prefer uh, the slant. But if you really want to just be a gut puncher, run two cabinets, have a fucking straight face on the bottom and a slant on the top, like they used to back in the day. Yeah, I got full stack. I've made a 6x12, so I got the 4x12 in the bottom, and then the 2x12, like... I height, so yeah, that's brutal. Yep. The poor ears, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Um, I swear to God, if I turn up, all of my miniatures are not on the same place anymore. <laughs> they just dance <laughs> around. It's, it's insane. <laughs> oh jeez. So, um, cool. So yeah, sweet. So the next one that'll help you shape your tone um, is pedals, like guitar pedals. So. Basically, stomp boxes that you put on the ground. They plug into your signal chain, um, and they can help you a lot. So I tend to run a pretty simple chain, nothing fucking over the top. Um, and laugh if you will, but I run a Behringer Ultra Metal pedal, right? Which sounds stupid, but it has a lot of gain, like mm. more than it is it humanly advisable. So I sort of toy with that and dial it just back a bit and it just, I found my sound with that pedal. I have a boss, old, uh, the boss fucking death metal pedal or whatever as well. I can't remember what's called. Is it the, is it the heavy metal seven or something? HM seven or something? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. But it, it's a classic and I don't use yeah. it. It doesn't sound as good to me. Um, yeah. it's a good pedal, but I prefer my pink Behringer ultra metal pedal that I got <laughs> in high school for, uh, buying somebody lunch. Um, <laughs> it's the same pedal so I got that I have a Crybaby Dimebag Wah which is really sick it's camouflage it has fucking skateboard grip tape on the face and the cow works for Hulk very very Dimebag um, and I have a Mua Pitch Step which is basically a Digitech Whammy pedal so I can drop mm. octaves and raise octaves it's how you get Gojira sounds and Dimebag sounds going basically yeah. Um. But if I had a choice, I would get the Digitech Whammy over it. But that was just what they had at the time. Yeah. You got one? I'll swap yeah. you. <laughs> no. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh. On the contrary to Blake, I have a smorgasbord of pedals. Like, uh, I got the biggest board you can buy, and I filled it completely. <laughs> so. Uh, I, I have, I think, four or five different fuzz pedals, one overdrive, uh, I've got a phaser, a pitch shifter, which is the, the whammy that Blake was talking about, uh, a tuner pedal, which is also a splitter, I got a noise gate because I still have a lot of noise to deal with, and the coolest of them all is a rainbow machine. <laughs> Yes, you're laughing. A rainbow machine, huh? It's 
It's so cool, and I'll play it to you later someday. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> uh, Did you ever also... see the uh, the Steel Panther? Uh, the, what was the it? Pussy Panther. Pussy Panther pedal. Yeah. I really wanted that, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, besides that, I also have a delay and a reverb, which is just you know to make yeah. fancy, clean sounds like atmospheric stuff. Ah, that that's it for grandpa's. I think he knows that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that means that I have a lot of pedals, but I how many do you have... actually use? Honestly, I use I switch between all of them all the time. Okay, but I mean, like sounds. your go tos. My go to like... is is the uh, Frost Ele- Giant Electronics Massive, and. I could probably do with just the overdrive too, which is a, a special overdrive. Uh, oh, did you see Ola put out uh, that distortion pedal, the chug pedal? No, I didn't actually. Ola England has his own fucking like overdrive pedal now through solo oh, yeah. guitars. I really want it. It's got chug written across it. That sounds <laughs> phenomenal. Okay. Yeah. So because I got so many pedals, I also have a thing called a pedal switcher, which will just be. <laughs> swapping presets for me and it will change channels on my amplifier as well it's it's insane it's so much to think about and i cry every time that there's something wrong because it takes me forever to figure it out but it's hey so man, cool can I play you, hey man can i play your guitar sure have you got a university engineering degree with you <laughs> yeah you need it. exactly like if if i'm taking my whole rig away and and playing on stage, like, it's a nightmare to set it up. It, it takes me <laughs> as much time as a drummer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you don't have that, like, that fucking bestial gorilla strength that a drummer does either. You gotta, like, schlep <laughs> it all up with your little weak guitar man arms. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, nice. Cool. Um... The other one, now, we touched on this a little bit earlier, but tuning. Uh, uh, there was, like, one more thing I kind of wanted to touch on. Oh, okay, well, you go was... back and do that, then. Cool. <laughs> uh, like, Just run through this the, shit. The, the different pedals that you can use will change up your sound hugely. Like, if you have a clean sound and slap it with a distortion, bam, you got a high-gain sound. But... Yep. Nothing will beat the sound of a almost overdriven amp and you hit it with a tube screamer or an overdrive pedal to push it into high gain territory. And that is just um, so good. So good. Yeah. So this is the next part of my sound that I'm actually looking into. I want to get the uh, the MXR Zach Wild overdrive pedal. Oh, I tried it. And have uh-huh. a play of that. Is it bad? It's bad. Is it bad? Yeah. Not not uh, the well, Zach Wild specifically, but that's based on the pedal uh, one, and uh, no, didn't like it. Okay, well, uh, you can send me a list of good overdrive pedals then that aren't an Ibanez Jeep Screamer, um, and we'll go from there. <laughs> but yeah, so that's because uh, I just run a distortion pedal, and to be honest, it works for me, because I like yeah. how I can just go for nice, clean to ripping your stomach out and then back to clean if I want. Yeah. It's all there, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I like the way that I got my high gain sound is like I said, almost overdriven amp, then slap it with an overdrive to get into high gain. And that means yeah. that I still have a clean channel to do whatever what I want with. So variety. I love it. And I got it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So as I was saying, uh, the next one is tuning. So if you're trying to learn a certain song or trying to sound a bit different, do a bit of research um, because tuning plays a huge part in your sound. Um, like, standard tuning is really easy to learn pop songs and older rock songs and stuff like that. Um, but once you start going down the metal route of shit, um, you'll quickly see the bands start going lower and lower. And it borders into base territory. Uh, Obi plays drop C. That's actually my tuning that I play a bunch in these days as well. Mm, yeah. On my World Audio V. Because it's uh, basically... I can play a lot of uh, later Dimebag shit in it. Um, he was playing, for Damage Planner, he was playing C Standard, mm. which is the same tuning, but with the thicker string dialed down half, so you don't have to do power chords anymore. I always play drop standards because I'm a lazy bastard. Yeah. So drop C is what I play in a lot. I also play in drop D and E flat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. And it just depends on what you're going for mm. but yeah that that's the go-to man um so if you're you go okay i want my guitar to sound like this band a big part of that is to check their tuning because yeah. you just might not be quite in the right tuning and you might be 65 percent of the way but then changing to that tuning is what pushes you in that direction more yeah you know like i can guarantee that- if you try and play a corn riff and e standard it's just it's not going to work. The notes aren't no. right. Yeah. You need to be down like drop fucking Z or some shit. You know? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I my lowest guitar tuning is drop F, which is nearly bass territory. Uh which is what Drop the F Conan, bomb. Fuck. <laughs> which is what Conan plays in. Um yeah. so they're very low tuned, very bassy sound. Um and uh, my personal favorite to still play in is kind of drop C because you can go to standard detuning pretty fast. Uh, detuning is what Gujira plays in, for example. Drop C is pretty much 60% of all heavy metal bands. Yep, metal uh, Children of Bodom, fucking all that sort of shit. Even Sleep, like the... for example. Uh, they also play oh, do they play in that? Yeah, they play drop C. Uh, there you go. So, Great, now I have to learn sleep riffs. Yeah. Thanks. Dum, dum, da, da, dum, da, da, da. No, I'm going to get copyrighted <laughs> for that. <laughs> it wasn't that good of a cover, mate. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> Sick. Yeah, uh, tuning, man. It's it's insane. Like, I remember the first time I was experimenting with tuning. Like, I wanted to learn Devil Driver. It was... And I just couldn't get it to sound right, man. So I was like, okay, what kind of, what, what's, what's the difference here? Okay, their tuning is different. So I took my standard strings and dropped them down. I don't know if I think they were in drop B or something. Oh, Not quite sure. So you know, st- your strings from standard to drop B, 
it doesn't go well. Like you have to adjust the the thickness of the strings to yeah, you need thicker you strings need, to have yeah. the right tension. Yeah, exactly. Which is which is a, a hassle at most times, but usually you can go up one or two octaves. It's now, funny because I te- I tend to play thick strings even on standard tuning, just because yeah. it's what I'm used to, and yeah. it probably slows me down so much. But I play uh ten or eleven to fifty twos on all of my guitars, which is no, like not, not ultra heavy, but mm. it's it's heavier than standard for sure. Yeah, I think my F is in is seventy four. But That's then huge. I also have a, a longer scale. The the Yormsby yeah. is in twenty seven and a half. So yeah, yeah, cool. That's yeah, nerdy stuff and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> nerd shit. Yeah, okay. but uh, so that's the shotgun version, basically, of how to sort your tone out. Um, if you have any questions for us or whatever, like about that shit. Feel free to get into us and actually ask because we're always happy to help out with guitar stuff. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. always, you know. And like, we're amp- not, like, ha- like questions about amplifiers, guitars, cabinets, whatever, pedals, yeah. pedal recommendations. I haven't been exactly. big in the game for the past four years, but I still know quite a lot, and I don't think it's moved that exactly. much. Ahead Even yet. if you need to know how to do a dime bag squeal on your guitar, you ask me because yeah. I know that. <laughs> no one squeals like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But, yeah, sweet. So, our next thing is a little thing we like to do every week that we release an episode. Uh, and we're going to do a little music review to keep you all up to date with the latest metal releases, or semi-recent at least. And yeah. this week... We have one that we were very anticipating. Uh, the new Slipknot album. The mm-hmm. end so far. Obi, would you like to give us your thoughts on the new Slipknot album? <laughs> I'm disappointed. I'm really disappointed with this one, to be honest. Um, like, they released three songs previously, and those yep. ones... So, they released... Yen. The Chapel Town Rag, Yen, and The Dying Song. Yeah, and those ones were pretty damn good. I liked Yen and the other one. Not The Dying Song as much. But those songs are really good. Jive well with. But the rest of them are just filler songs for those songs. Was what I feel. There's... I don't know. There's no no real hooks for the rest of the songs. And... For me, in my opinion, it's a very forgettable album. It's play it once and you don't need to play it again. My opinion, of course. Of course. Do you think people should still check it out, though? Definitely. Like, I'm a huge Slipknot fan, and uh, I think my first real metal CD was uh, Iowa, which is a (laughs) whole different different beast than what this is. there's they're still going hard on those heavy songs not as hard as they did back then and they've gotten a lot softer and i don't know for slipknot for being such a nostalgic name i didn't expect this it was too like i said it's a very forgettable album for me 
Okay. And how many goblins would you give it? Uh, for the few good songs that there are, there are probably four and a half out of ten. Oh, are you yeah. saying that this is the same as a monomath for you? Yes. Wow. Okay. All right. You remember that rating, Jesus? I'm just. I listened to the episode today. (laughs) 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 Yeah, listen to our podcast. What about it? Um, (laughs) So for me, when I first listened to it, Adderall, Adderall, the first track caught me very off guard. It's not very slipknotty. Mm. I've grown to not mind it. It's it's got a vibe to it. I like to just sort of listen to it when I'm driving in my golf. Mm. Uh, I don't know why the bass in it's good. I like the first three tracks or the first. Alright, so I love the dying song. And I love mm. Chapel Town Rag. Ah, uh, sorry, I love Yen. The Chapel Town Rag to me is just generic. We're trying to sound like Iowa yet again. The hive mm. mind is the same. Um, most of them. Don't hit for me that well, but I do like Heirloom and Finale, and there's a few other little hooks in there, I can't remember which track it's off, but Mm. the problem is, with this album, I think Corey needs to start Stone Sour back up, because there's, it either sounds like not quite Iowa Slipknot, or it sounds like Stone Sour. There are a few parts in it where we get genuine, this is Slipknot. Mm. Um, and maybe it's because this album was written during COVID when they couldn't all be in the one room and like Jim Root and stuff like that didn't have as much input as they normally would on the album writing process mm. I think that's probably got something to do with it so it was mostly I think Corey and Clown but I think that it has suffered for that but you know I'm always happy when Slipknot releases a new album mm. Mm. I am still disappointed because from Slipknot, I expect tens. And on yeah. this occasion, I think it's a six and a half. Mm-hmm. The good songs are like nines. Mm. Maybe a ten for Yen and Dying Song. I really like those. Mm. But like when you put this against what Machine Head did on their most recent album. Yeah, totally agree. Machine, Machine wow. Head slapped yeah. this album. That blew me out of the water. And I was hoping <laughs> yeah. Slipknot would do the same, but they didn't. Yeah. And that's sad. Yep. Yeah, they got you yeah. excited with those pre-released songs, and the rest was just, eh. Well, really I was meh. saying to Bowen, because when Chapel Town Rags out, he's like, bro, have you heard it? And mm. I'm like, man, Slipknot does the same thing every album cycle lately, though. They mm. drop a very heavy track, and they go, this is our heaviest album since Iowa. Mm. Right? And then they drop their single, which is uh, the Dying Song, right? Mm. It's It's... Classic heavy Slipknot with, you know, clean singing chorus, good hook, mm. like Unsainted, right? Yeah. Yeah? Because uh, last time they did Solway Firth, then they did Unsainted. Mm. And then they tend to do a more offbeat song, which this time was Yen. And that was great, but at least with the last album, the rest of the album could back it up. Yeah. Like, there were still good songs all throughout it. We were like, ooh, ooh, I didn't hear, notice that one or this one. Mm. This one is just not as strong. So... Yeah. Six and a half goblins, maybe seven out of ten for me. Yeah. Um, and I was expecting a ten. Mm, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Sad, but So, true. uh, we're probably going to get a lot of hate for it, but I don't actually think it's an unpopular opinion, to be honest. 
No, I think when people actually will listen to it, they will understand what we're talking about. But yeah. like we said, the, the heavy songs are good to listen to. That Just being said, Slipknot's coming to Australia soon, and I'm very excited and I hope I get a ticket. <laughs> I hope they play more of their older albums. <laughs> they will. They will. Hey, hey, Slipknot, if you want to see if you're a more favorable review or you want to come on our show, uh, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> For real. That's it. Sick. That's it. Now, the um, next section we haven't done in a long time. We haven't had any listener questions in a, in a long time. So, oh, but it's almost like our listeners are super engaged at the moment. And all getting involved. I love it. Right. That's that's why I love being on the Discord so much. It's it's so many people He's hopping in and out all the time and the channels are popping up and I love it. It's good. Good time. Good hangs. But uh exactly. we actually managed to get a few questions this time around. Uh, we did. You want to take the? We did. One? I'm just looking for my uh my stats oh, in yeah, relation to the question. I'll, I'll I'll go ask the question and then you can answer. Uh, Mikey uh, asks question for you boys. What is the total listening time on Audible, and when did you guys get into using Audible? Uh, okay, so. Uh, I don't think my listening time on there is accurate because mm. it reckons I've only listened to five, oh, five days and 15 hours. There you go. Oh. In total. In total. Okay. So thank you, Mikey, my gorgeous best buddy, uh, for asking such good questions. There's your answer. Well, hold on, what was it? Five days and 15 hours, which is fucking a lot. Yeah. When did you get um, into using Audible? Gee, it would have been when I joined Lawhammer, so like last year or the year before. Yeah, fair enough. So just, yeah, no, pretty recently, to be honest. Yeah. Pretty recently. For me, it was even more recent. Uh, I uh, I have used it for one book, which I haven't even finished yet. Um, so I had nine hours on Audible. However... Oh. I do listen to audiobooks anyway, but just not through Audible. Uh, so I've have listened to around twenty five audiobooks, which are yeah. ranging from eight to fifteen hours a piece. So okay. quite a lot of hours there. Uh, it's been it's kept me busy a long time, like two three days for a book at work. It's pretty pretty good. Um, fuck yeah when did I get into Audible is probably about six months ago Um, it is a good service but it's very pricey to be honest yeah like if you're not reading books for a while then you can't use them it's like dude what like yeah I don't know yeah anyway um yeah so Prelia who is actually really active in the discord at the moment so thank you for uh Joining our Discord and hanging out for earlier, it's nice to see you around. Um, yeah. Has asked a follow up question. All time favorite book ever, and also fave Warhammer book ever. <laughs> what cool. do you got? Yeah, for me, it's actually a series, which is my favorite book. Uh, I don't read many books, 
but one that stuck out to me was the Death Gate Cycle series, which is a seven series, uh, seven book series, uh, made by Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman. It's a fantasy story with every story being on a different planet, but they're somehow all intertwined. Uh, it's a it's a really cool story. I I love it a lot and. Um, my favorite Warhammer book so far would definitely be The Infinite and the Divine. Uh, oh. It's a, it's a Necron book and it's really funny. I love. I've it. started listening to it, but I sort of stalled, so I don't know. Yeah, I haven't finished it yet. Like I'm the last fifty hundred pages. I have it on the toilet, but I haven't started reading it yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so. I'm going to give you one guess, Obi, for what my favorite book is. Uh, like, all-time favorite book, or just one? Yeah, yeah, go. Uh, is it a, a biography no. for... <laughs> no, 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 it's, a, it's technically a fiction. <laughs> if you don't get it, I'm just going to have to assume you don't know me at all. Is it Jurassic Park? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think um, Michael Crichton's Jurassic Park and the Lost World, either those or um, Lord of the Rings, obviously, being a Tolkien yeah. fan. Yeah. Because, you know, predictable answers, but people like those books because they're good books. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the Jurassic Park novel is very different to the movie. Mm. So it, it's cool. It's worth reading. Um, and my favorite Warhammer book ever, I would have to say The Talon of Horus. Oh, yes. And then Black Legion after it. Those books, man. I'm waiting for the third one to come out. Mm, if it soon. hasn't already, but like. Should dude, be soon. That, those, those books fucking slap. Now, yeah. my first Warhammer novels I read, uh, at Maddie C's, uh, advice, and he did not steer me wrong. They're brilliant. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Um, Alright. Question from Drunken. Yeah, follow-up to the follow-up question. <laughs> How many times have you listened to your all-time favorite book or read? In my case, I've read The Death Gate Cycle twice, which is pretty hefty for a seven-book series. <laughs> yeah. So. Absolutely, I've uh I've done Jurassic Park twice and The Lost World once, but I've listened to The Hobbit or read The Hobbit, like read read The Hobbit twice and listened to it once. So yeah, I guess that's pretty up there. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh that's it for the questions today. Yeah. So yeah, the next thing is man. Uh, don't forget to support us on Patreon. And jump into the Discord, come and talk shit with us, and you know, tell all your friends about us and such. Um, we've had a few people taking us up on the Patreon or increasing their support, and we really fucking appreciate that. Like, every time we see someone donates or jumps on there, me and Obi, like, have schoolgirl, like, excitement texting each other about it, and, like, it just makes us really, really want to, um, put in more effort into the production and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. You know, like, it really does. It makes it all worth it. And uh, 
We got some stickers printing, I think, at the moment that are going to be making their way around eventually. Yeah. So that's exactly. huge. Um, and yeah, the more support, the more you guys support us, the more value we can we we can bring you. So don't be freeloaders and give your money to the evil mouse. Give us a dollar. <laughs> yeah. <fair laughs> uh, um, we've also made a new channel for our patrons in the Discord. Yeah. So if you want to be super cool and talk about super cool stuff with us. And even yeah. give us, uh, you know, suggestions for episodes and stuff that we may or may not listen to. Yeah. That's the place to go. Yeah? It's the page yeah. table. You can only get there if you pay us money. Exactly. <laughs> so it's it's just there to either give us advice or suggestions or, you know, if you're like shame lad, you can tell us off for our stupid stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I think you mean telling you off. League oh. lad is nothing but nice oh. to me. What? Why is he nice to yeah. you and mean to me? I don't. I don't like. I'm, I'm Australian. You don't get it. He's just having fun with you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's going on for too long now. Oh, <laughs> uh, is that cool. why he's a shame wizard? Yeah, I changed his name to Shame Lad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we also have some new patrons at the moment. Yes. Uh, we have Courtney has become a patron for us. Thank you for your support, Courtney, and for working us into your uh, your podcast and support program that you got going on there. <laughs> as she explained, we appreciate it. Um, you want to do the next one, Zoe? Yeah. Uh, now the next two persons they haven't been new patrons but they upped their patreon instead uh shame lad he wanted to get his name back uh he was previously named league lad he has only shamed me and got his name name changed to shame lad so to change it he had to up his patreon so there yeah, we go yeah. he did it yeah <laughs> oh and the other one is too uh matthew has become uh, right. Patreon again too. It's exactly. not in the notes, but uh, you know, I'm not wearing pants, so my <laughs> juice were flowing enough to allow me to remember that Matthew is now a patron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Good you remembered. And our other very active member has been Pralia, so she also upped her Patreon a little bit. So thank you so so freaking much for your support. We. Really, we couldn't do this without you, and we got a lot of cool things coming up. So, well, I mean, I mean we could do it, but we wouldn't. We would have quit ages ago. Yeah. Just played video games instead, basically. Like honestly, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Cool. You know. All right. Well, I guess uh, if that's all you got to say, then uh, you know, hug your mother, and if you don't have a mom, hug someone else's mom real close. <laughs> We're not using that. Remember to. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, we are. It stays. It stays where I go, you whore. <laughs> but yeah, until next time, remember to crank that amp. <laughs> Slay that grey. We, we are, are the knights of the table. table. We're so bad at that. <laughs> we need to figure something out. See you later, guys. Bye.